All right, what's up, everybody? This is the first ever episode of Putting with the Flag in. Brand new golf podcast, strictly golf, so if you're here for anything not golf, you're going to be disappointed. There will be some comedy, but based on golf, probably. So um, let's introduce the host first. I'm Nick. Uh, My name's Ryan. I'll be joining Nick on this golf podcast, uh, and I'm excited to... All right, that was super stupid. Can we start that? Let's start that. that was <laughs> We're not going to edit that out. Yeah, Ryan's that an idiot. Hey, no, dude, you're excited. Just, go we, the, just, just, roll the, just roll the music. Well, first, no, we're not rolling the music. We're going to talk about first how we have, I've rigged my laptop. It might be a bomb now to where I've got Hurley's voice coming through strictly to GarageBand and my headphones but not out loud. So I don't know how I did it, but I got that. Hurley's got a headset. I got a headset. It looks pretty legit. Yeah, we're high-class golf podcast. Probably the the most elite golf podcast of all time. We, we built this podcast the same way I built my golf swing, which is a shot in the dark. Over the top. <laughs> not anymore. Now I'm getting stuck inside. <laughs> But, all right, we're going to get to the sponsors. We've got one very important sponsor. This is presented by The Basement Podcast. You might know them, hottest podcast of 2019. Hosts Jalston, Ging, and Nick take you through the news of sports world, among many other things. Those guys are hilarious. Nick's the funniest by far. That's all i got to say about that. So, all right, uh, let's... Oh. All I'd like to say is subscribe to the Joe Rogan Experience. All right, that's that's a fair shout out. That's better than your last try. Is PewDiePie? I don't know how you don't know. <laughs> now you did it again. All right, here we go. That's right, our time is now. Oh, no. Oh, never mind, we're good. All right, Hurley. What's up, man? I'm ready to go, baby. How's it going? Ready to go. It's going well. We got our first topic. Um, the Desert Classic is this week. Kind of an off week for the tour. Everybody's really gearing up for uh, next week. Tiger's making his debut, so no one's really giving a fuck about the desert classic except for phil made his debut of the year and he choked away 59 shot 60 he choked away 59 and he's been known to do that before if you remember uh, the phoenix open a couple years ago had that putt that i don't know how it didn't go in but oh dude he lips out the hardest for the most history just such a film gets us on the edge (laughs) of our seats and ultimately lets us down in the end and that's why we love Phil. Dude, so here's the thing. I had to be at a tennis practice at 5. And, like, Phil was on. Yeah, I play tennis now, Hurley. Hurley didn't know that. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that you play tennis now. but This anyway. is a big reunion. But, uh, no, so, like, normally I'd be like, I have to be late because I have to watch this. But because it was Phil, I was like, he's probably going to miss this putt on 17, so I'm not too worried. Sure enough, 
It doesn't hit it hard enough. It dies off. <laughs> Phil does that thing where he walks and he kind of looks like he wants you to feel sorry for him. Like yeah, as he's walking really to the sad. ball. It's like, <laughs> Phil, bro. Even Phil knew he was going to miss that putt. Yeah. Then he goes on to birdie the 18th just to shoot 60 and to be a little dick. I mean, it's better than when Lucas Glover almost shot 60. I don't know if you remember that. But he literally put it off the heel, like the very inner <laughs> Scotty Cameron logo of his putter and missed the hole by four inches from. Today's technology, do you think it makes up for that miss hit when he makes the putt? Yeah, true rule, probably. There's somebody out there working on it for uh, <laughs> Lucas Glover heel putts. Oh, speaking of that, I forgot to add this to the list, so this is going to be a shock for you, bro. But uh, Justin Rose signed with Hanma yesterday. I saw that. I saw that. I like it. Hanma makes good clubs. Yeah, they, they do, but he he's going to putt with an Axis 1 putter. That was a big reason he changed. No shit. <laughs> yeah. See, but so he's it, always been. He's always been a like a tinkerer with his putters. Yeah. When he see, went to US Open, he putted with a counterbalance, and then he's been putting with blades now, and he'll putt with uh, like the spider. He's putted with all all the kinds of spiders. He's always kind of just changed his putter, but he's a geeker, bro. I forget he's a big science guy until I see his pre-shot routine, where he's like slowly trying to have the steepest angle of attack in the world. You feel it. You just feel it. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like in Wii Bowling. Everybody goes, oh, oh yeah, and then but... like, you throw it backwards. It's, <laughs> it's, it's electric. It is. So, well, uh, since yeah. we're talking about Justin Rose, I'm going to segue this into uh, my master's picks for this year because he is at the very tip top of my list. <laughs> That's a good pick. Damn. And, and I just wanted to point out that I picked him first, and you can't pick him now. So Yeah, dude, uh, that's why you wouldn't break the news. Fuck That's you. why I wouldn't break the news. That's why I wouldn't tell you, because he has four top five finishes at Augusta, uh, two second-place finishes, and hasn't finished outside the top 25 since 2008. And, wow. For real? And he, he is also... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's also the hottest player in the world right now. Also current world number one. It's the world and number, he yeah. Is, he is amazing to watch. But I also don't always like watching him play because it just looks too easy. He's just a robot there. And okay, I just bro. it just gets old. It, I just get jealous. I'm really mad about that, that you picked that, and that you just dropped all those stats, bro. Oh, I haven't had a chance to look at the doc. And then you come out here flying with the Justin Rose stats. You know, you know, it pays to have two computers. <laughs> oh, damn, See, yeah, you do. It's called, there's this thing out there, I don't know if you know about this, but it's called <laughs> Google. And you can type in any questions that you have, and it'll <laughs> pop up right in front of your face. Hey, dude, no free ads. We'll work on that for next episode. But I don't know yeah. what search engine you use, but I don't want any names unless they're paying us. Bing. All right, we can, get, <laughs> we can head the charge for Bing. <laughs> all right so dude that's a good pick for the masters i want to be the first to say he's the classiest dude in the world because when sergio won he hurt his back that's why like he hurt his back and he wouldn't say it because he didn't want to take away from sergio's win they they also had one of the best back nine some days 
that I've seen at Augusta in recent, it was like in recent years. It was incredible. They just, it was, but it was a perfect example of those two guys. Like they hit every shot to f- putts. Yeah. <laughs> like that, like that happened on like, uh, was it 17? Justin Rose missed like a two foot or Sergio missed like a two footer. One yeah, of yeah, them. They're, they're 14. I don't know. They were just hitting it close and missing putts. And honestly, I thought Sergio was going to get, and he probably should have. But Justin Rose hurt his back. Dude. I don't know. There was a big back think, problem I guy. That, I don't know, but did you watch the back nine? Like, it didn't look like it would affect... Like, he wasn't going to... He heard it on the playoff hole. On that drive that he put in the trees. Oh. He heard it on that swing. I don't know. Go watch man. the tape. Use he Bing. Choked. You go he Bing that Bing that I think cho- he, that tape. I think he. I think he choked. We'll get him on the pod. We'll ask him. Yeah, that's a good idea. We can <laughs> get him on the pod, and I'll ask. I'll call up my friend Sean and see right. if I can get him over here. You got two other picks because I'm gonna give out three. All right. No, I want you to pick. You can pick second because. All right. So yeah, not, he's your front I'm runner, already, right? Is he your I'm front runner? Gonna, yep, he's my number one pick in. I'm probably going to steal all the good picks because I'm going to make the best picks. So I, I, that's why I want to alternate so that you can have some of the good players. That's fair. That's <laughs> I allow that. I'm now I'm actually Googling stats for my not this pick I'm about to give because it is not based on stats. But my second pick, I don't want to get outstatted on this pod I invited you to do with me. So. You probably should cut out the fact that you're Googling stats while we're in the middle of uh, not, the podcast. If if I knew all of these stats, I wouldn't be making my own podcast for my dorm room. Someone would be paying me <laughs> to run a podcast. So, but I'm re- picking. I'm picking Tiger. I'm gonna say it. The PGA Championship was enough to show me he's still got it. Oh, he's definitely still got it. And if he's gonna win one, it's got it's like it's gonna yeah. be against national. It's just the course, and I really think he's gonna be in his best shape for Augusta. He might be okay for the PGA now that they moved it, but right. I don't I don't think his back holds up well for the whole season. I think. I mean, it did last year. It got better last year because that was his first year back, but now he's played like a full year, so he's gonna start a normal year with it. Yeah, but he he seems to be pretty smart about, you know, when to let up and, you know, he'll cut events or things like that. I don't know, dude, if he's taking lashes like he took in the open out of that bunker more often. The dude hardly competed in the first. Okay, the first half of the year, he was just happy to be there. I don't think he was practicing hard. I think he was just making sure he could finish four rounds. Man, the first half of the year, he went T2 at Valspar, 12 Get at Honda Classic, T5 at Arnold Palmer. Get, I'm telling you, T5 at Arnold Palmer, T2 at Valspar, 12 at the Honda Classic. Uh, I'm mad you brought up Arnold Palmer. That was that was a tough that's one to watch when he yanked at OB. I think that's just how good he is, though, still. But no, I'm picking Tiger. But I think he's going to win this year's Masters. I think that's a that's a fair pick. So for my second pick, 
I, I mean, it seems it might not seem all the way right because he's had a he always kind of struggles early, but I really just want to see Roy win. Fuck you, God! I really just want to see Roy McIlroy. That's, that's who. That's who I googled. That's who had, I looked he up. He had some good <laughs> because he had some good finishes at the end of the year last year. Played solid. Um, he missed cut at the U.S. Open, but he played T5 in the Masters, T2 at the Open. And the T5 should have been two at the Masters. He choked it away and just kind of gave in. But the the other thing I know about golf, because I've played a lot of golf, mm-hmm. is when you get into a situation or something that is really traumatic. Example making a triple bogey on 10 and choking away the lead on the back nine of the Masters mm-hmm. can be a very, very big demon to get off your back. So yeah, that... I, I don't, bl- like, I don't blame him, for, like, over-psyching himself up because he really should have, like, absolutely 100% should have won that golf tournament and just choked it away. 100%. It's... It's hard to watch. Every year, Golf Channel does this. They have a week of Masters preview. They have nothing to talk about, and they always they run a whole day on Rory choking away the Masters and Spieth choking it away. And I just want to yep. throw up every time <laughs> they talk. Spieth is the worst because they show when the camera goes to him, and he's like, please, not right now. Like The guy just lost the tournament, oh, and they were it trying to hurt. get in his face. It really hurt. It really does hurt. And it but the thing is, too, is that makes the story even better. Like, he needs it to win the career Grand Slam. It'll be his fifth major. It's, the like, the biggest monkey's got to get off his back because he's been, what, a superstar since he was, you know, a little kid in junior golf. And he's won everything. Like, literally the only tournament that he needs to win still is is the Masters. And I, I think he can get it done this year. He's been driving the ball a lot better. The problem, the problem is going to be his putting. That's the thing that he needs to get, get intact because his game is literally made to play Augusta National. I, also, he can't hit slow golf shots. Like he's bad at wedges and distance control, and that's a real problem. My biggest worry about Rory now, like moving forward, is that he's just going to be a guy where we just wait for the weeks that his putter is on. Right. And it's no longer like Rory is going to be a top contender every week. It's if his putter shows up, we'll have something to watch. But right. the guy three putts all the time. He three putts the par fives, like almost That's every bad. time. And it's like, dude, three putt any other hole, but he's wasting <laughs> all of his length when he three putts the par fives. It makes me want to die. All right, who is your uh, your next pick? Well, that that one was my pick too. So we'll just agree on Rory. Oh, that boo. Time for him. No, it's cool because I, <laughs> I got outstatted. I'm not trying to just toss so, one out. But really, so I'm thinking Kuchar. See, honestly, I will say this. There's a lot of players that are really, really good on the PGA Tour. Some guys just aren't good enough to win majors. And I really just... I nope. don't think it. I don't That's think, terrible. I don't think Doug. I don't think he can do it. Honestly, dude, 
If it, I like, he's re he's he's won twice. What? Granted, it was the wraparound, but he's won twice this year already. Yeah, but he see he kind of hits that like wipey fade, which does not set up for Augusta National. And I just his think his putter sets up for there. He putts well. Yeah, let me let me see his finishes here at Augusta. He's had three. His, three his best recent is in the last five years. His best reason, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's always there. All he needs is the putter to heat up. That's that's always the thing with Kucher, though. Is he's just kind of there, like he just he slides into the last day and is. Don't like, all right. I will up, give you. He he I'm tied shoot a 68. fourth. He I'm tied shoot 67 fourth. the last day to T four. That no, that was the year he hit the hole in one. And then what happens the other two years he's in the top ten, he shoots seventy four, seventy three on Sunday, both those days. Oof. So he's he's not I, I mean, no, either I don't think to this point or What showed me a lot was last week when he was in the lead and then he lost it and stormed back on the back nine. To birdie five of his last seven holes. That's what kind of showed me he's a different dude. Because I always thought he was a great play with the lead kind of guy. No, don't make a lot of mistakes. Make sure that you're not taking yourself out of it. And he he took himself out of it. He made three bogeys to start and then fought back. That was the difference that I thought he's really changing his career right now. I just it's late though, too. You gotta think about it. He's only forty. That's the that's the Matt Kuchar dad quote. I think it was Jay Z that said forty's the new twenty. <laughs> oh, forty's the new twenty, yeah. And Jay Z said thirty's <laughs> the new twenty. And it was it was terrible. Yeah. It's fine though. It's fine. Also but, so his his highest finish at the open championship is second, and that was twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Which Jordan Spieth stole from him. That was that was rude of Jordan's that was just downright mean. At the Open Championship? Yeah, that was the go-get-that when Spieth poured no, in that... like a 9,000-footer. At the Open. You said at the Open. All I was thinking about was 2015 when he didn't win the British Open. When I thought he was going to win all the majors in the same year. Yep. and that's He should year... have won the British Open that year. That was the same year Jason Day had a putt to make it a sick playoff, and he left it short. He almost cried. He cried right there on 18's green. Yeah. And now, now we have to talk about where does Zach, where does that make Zach Johnson rank? I mean, he has two majors at St Andrews and Augusta National, and he has okay. what, 10, 10 wins on tour. But what is that? Is that like a Hall of Fame career? He, dude, the worst part about that is he won at the old course. He won at the old course, but there's his, there's no one else who has won Masters. at the old course. He won a tiger-proofed Masters that was built for him. That was the only was, year. It was 40 degrees outside. He won it one over, right? Wasn't that the score? I'm going to look it up now that he you've shot already. Seven, 71, 73, 76, 69, 289. Yeah, one over. Yeah. That's insane. They built it for him, though, that year. I mean, it was when Tiger was just big dick in every course in the nation. And they just made it super hard unless you geeked it around like Zach Johnson does. A baby draw, 
First off, he hits a baby draw. That's perfect at Augusta. And he puts the lights out. And he laid up at every single par five. Oh, God. They love that stat. Happened at the Open, too. That's all they talk about. Yeah. He's laid upon every he laid upon every par five when he was here and he won. I I hate that because cool. it makes me. It's think, not a real Masters tournament. That it makes wasn't, me that think wasn't when I go playing. out, when I go golf, I'm like, you know, maybe if I laid up at Emerald Hill, a really easy course, I could birdie all the par fives, and I can't because he's just really fucking good with his wedges, unbelievably good. Yeah, and you're not an elite wedge player. I'm one of the worst wedges. <laughs> I can't hit the... You know, Rory and I, we struggle from the same thing. So, that's just something I'm... I can't hit the slow shots. Neither can Rory. All right, we got to talk about uh, Matt Kuchar only paying his caddy $3,000. Yep. After they won in the fall. Completely I think, fair. I think it's completely fair also. Because they had apparently talked about it beforehand. Mm-hmm. And... It's not even his full time caddy. Like if he did that to his full time caddy, there would be a problem, because I'm he sure would be, there would be a fine. The There's contract. a rule, yeah. Right. But it was a where was where were they at? Mayacoba in Mexico. Mayacoba, right. So I mean, it was a local a local caddy. And what was he gonna do? Give him a hundred grand after they win? Okay, dude. The I caddy know. doesn't travel with him. He doesn't make the yardage books. He doesn't clean his clubs every night. He's not his guy. The guy shouldn't have even been caddying in a PGA tournament. It's like... Although, although I will say this. I will say this. Uh, one of my buddies here caddied in the John Deere Classic last year, missed the cut with his guy, and the dude paid him like $4,500. So Basically, Tom Gillis is a dick. for even like It's obviously none of his business first off. In any way, should he tweet out what anybody pays anyone? Because he has no idea what's going on with Kuchar's life, what's going on with Kuchar's caddy, or what's going on between Kuchar and his backup caddy, like his substitute caddy. Right. Right. It just seems it just seems like it shouldn't be as big of a deal as people no. are making out to seem. And Kuchar did because say what, it, if he. If he misses the cut and doesn't make any money and they sl- slips him three grand, we're like, oh, Kuchar's the best guy that we... Yeah, exactly. I think you know, it's just that people... And- people don't want to believe that someone's as just great of a person as Matt Kuchar is made out to be and is. Like, he's just a really nice guy and people don't yeah. like that. My cousin, uh, My cousin has a buddy who works closely with him and he says he's literally the nicest guy on tour by a million miles. Oh, I believe it. Have you ever seen the uh, Matt Bleepin' Kuchar video on YouTube? Which one is that? Where they uh, take a bunch of videos of Matt Kuchar saying, like, oh, Matty, you donkey, and stuff like that. On, Did you? On, I haven't uh, seen that one. Video, and then they bleep, but they bleep it out, so it looks like he's swearing. Well, at, uh, last year at the Waste Management, Kuch was heading down the charge. And uh, he steps over to, it's 17, right? Where you can drive the green and there's water left. He hits it and you know how he plays like a baby draw. Well, he just overcooks it and he goes, oh, Maddie. And then like, it's just silent. He goes, what a dickhead. Like the mic didn't think he was going (laughs) to say anything. It was awesome. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I love that he calls himself Maddie. 
That's sick. Yeah. Especially with that Georgia accent, dude. That that guy's cool. Like, I don't care what anybody says. He's got swagger. Matt Kutcher's got swagger. It's like a dad swagger, but it's it's very hot. I bet girls are uh, uncontrollably attracted to him and hate to, like, acknowledge it to themselves. They're like, God damn it, I think that guy is... Like, I want to fuck him. I don't know why. <laughs> like, God. Golly, Maddie. He's lacing up his sketchers, and the girls are just they're running to the bathrooms, bro. They, they don't know what to do. Go golf. I've been trying no to open this for five reads. minutes. No free brand reads. Here, pass it here. I got it. <laughs> Dude, I, I can't open this thing. Better start lifting harder. I'm just not going to drink it. <laughs> Dude, it's that bad. All right, so moving on from Matt. Matt's cool. We'll breeze through this because I don't really believe that the wraparound season indicates much for the future year. Like the And it's kind of like a lame duck season. Nobody's really playing. Some guys right, like to but- play. But what we do know is that Matt Kuchar will finish in the top 10 in the FedEx Cup, probably. Oh, yeah, for sure. He plays which a high number of think, events. Right, and which is why I think there's a big flaw in the FedEx Cup system. Mm-hmm. And I also I think part of the problem is that they're already talking about it for the very first event of the year. Like, it does not matter that, um, no. you know, Kevin Kisner who or whoever wins the first event of the year and he's up. 250 points on the FedEx Cup rankings. That doesn't matter because there's so, the enti- like. I feel like they should either not even talk about the points until we get, you know, past the U.S. Open or you know, set a time that's like mid-season or something. But it just seems like overkill because it really doesn't matter up to this point. Yeah, what I what I think is going on over at FedEx via the PGA Tour is that. FedEx gives the PGA Tour too much money to argue with them about anything. Like, their sponsorship is giant. And I think there's somebody who just has terrible ideas leading the charge and no one can say no because of the amount of money they're getting. Right. It it does seem like they're, um, they must be in very, in a lot of control. I mean, they're, they are playing for a $10 million bonus from FedEx. 15 now. 15 this year. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean that's an absurdly large amount of money. (laughs) So I'm sure their deal is and they just signed a 10 year year extension. Mm -hmm. Did you hear about next year? It's guaranteed what's going to happen? You're going to start the championship with a 10 stroke lead if you come in first. So if you come into the yes. tour championship <laughs> in yes. first place, you're ten strokes ahead. <laughs> that that's actually really interesting. I think it's oh! a dumb, I think it's a dumb idea for that to be the tour championship mm-hmm. because it it's supposed to be a big event, right? Like a serious event that that matters. You know, people want to win the tour championship. They kind of ruined Tiger's comeback by letting him win a 30-man field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that all that also hurts. Um, but, shit, I forgot what I was going to say. 
not this is not good podcasting. How funny it would be to watch someone lose the ten stroke lead. That would be I feel like that adds a lot more pressure. Don't you? Oh. If you're not I okay, so instead I think of if being it's, instead of I'm ahead in the FedEx Cup points. If it's you go Rory, being, you're like, oh, oh, oh shit, this is gonna be I must watch Rory low-key almost lose this tournament or lose it. But if it's Dustin Johnson, week's over. That guy's not getting off a 10-stroke lead. Not a chance. Right, and I just, I feel like it's a lot different than, you know, coming into FedEx Cup points. Like, I'm leading the points. I need to, if I win, I win the whole thing. Everybody, I mean, you know that. But instead of stepping onto the first tee, already leading the golf tournament. Yeah, that's... It's just going to be comical to see minus 10 on, like, the leader. Right, the first tee. And he's not going to get minus 10 on everybody. The guy in second will be minus 8. But still, dude, you're you're given an advantage that now you really only have to beat second, third, fourth, and fifth. You don't even have to beat the other guys because they're so far back. Right. It's just wild. I, I'm surprised that they went along with it because they said they were throwing the idea out and everybody said, that's ridiculous, don't do it. And they're like, we're going to do it. Well, oh, wait, they don't have a 10-stroke loop. Just they start at 10, yeah. 10 under. And, then the, and second the guy in second will under. be an 8. 9? Yeah, and then all the way down to the bottom 5 will be at even par. Are you even showing up if you're in 30th and you're starting? Like, I mean, it's the same thing with the points, though. If I show up to... Although, it's a lot different to win the golf tournament. Because I've, you're... So so then, does it work if if you win the golf tournament, you win the FedEx Cup? Yeah, if you Is come what, from 10 strokes back in 30th and you beat that guy, you win. Like, it's... Like, you win the $10 million bonus... Yeah, 15. Or $15 million bonus? Yeah. I don't like that. I've always said that I think it should be uh, just a big balls, hard dick. If you win, like, no matter who you are, 1 through 30, you start at the same. And if you win, you win. It's the tour championship. So, like, the real points are just used to see what 30 guys are going to get that chance. And then it's like, because how cool would that be? You're leading the FedEx Cup all year. You come to the tournament, it's like, oh, now I got to show why I'm number one in this tournament. But also the point of the FedEx Cup points is the to show who is the best for the season. And so for, you know, you're pretty much making it just the best of this one tournament is worth, you know, the million dollar purse plus the $15 million bonus, which is supposed to be for the guy who is the best for the whole year. And I've always understood that argument. Like, I that's a perfect argument. You're right. But the FedEx Cup changing it to this... FedEx and the PGA Tour changing it to the 10-stroke lead. It's like, are you trying to make it exciting? Or are you trying to reward the best golfer? Because you can't do both. I think you, it makes it easier to understand. Yeah, it that's that was a big part of it, too. It is easier to understand because it's hilarious. Yeah, it is pretty funny. It's we'll going to be interesting goes. to see how it plays out. Us golf guys right. are going to watch, but the oh, rest of you sure. could probably just listen to our recap. 
Let's see, we're down there. Oh, you froze on my video, Hurley. All right, you're good. You're back. You're back. We're, I, I just want to get to it. We'll get some rule changes after this. I don't think it'll be too long. We got the, we have to talk about Ho Sung Choi. Yes. And so when I, when I first saw that we were going to talk about Ho Sung Choi, I was completely out on Ho Sung Choi doing anything on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he was a spectacle. I understand that he's he's an elite-level professional golfer, but he's only known because he steps through when he swings and does, like, weird and body English when he putts. And, like, yeah, he... But, and then I looked who's around him in the world golf rankings, and I completely changed my mind. I think he should play in every single regular tour event this year. Because those guys um, almost do. Because because they do. So these are the Read guys. Read the around. list. Yeah, give them the list. Uh, Bern Weisberger, Beef Johnson, Kelly Craft, Sean O'Hare, Bill Haas, Hudson Swaffer, Martin Laird. Those are the guys. Scott Stallings. Those are all guys that play in so many. Although some of those guys have won recently, so their status is a little bit different. But this is the similar the similar world rankings of the players that he's playing with. Rory Sabatini, Kevin Streelman, um, Robert Streb. I will uh, Ollie I will Schneider say, Jans. These are all guys that are right around rankings. So what I want to say about those names that the PG I'm all I'm swung with you. I just swung because if any of the names you just let listed off are anywhere close to the lead on Sunday, I'm turning it off. If exactly. Ho Sung Choi is that name, I'm having a watch party. I'm driving to the Quad Cities. I'm going to Moline. I'm hanging with you. We're live potting it. it, it it's like exactly. the dude's electric. He gets asses in the seats. You have to. See, and, and most people would be like, oh, he only plays on the Japan tour so it's not it's not like he's a European tour guy or a web guy or something like that but like you just pointed out if a lot of those guys are winning a golf tournament not really no not a lot of people give shit but if Ho Sung Choi the guy who's you know falling over because he wants his ball to break left and like dancing because he makes putts and is just like a He's <laughs> a cool guy out there. He's just chilling. <laughs> He's 45. He started when he was 25. How can it's, we not root for this guy? And and anybody who had you know follows any sort of golf social media has seen Ho Sung Choi swing like a thousand times. Already. His pre-shot routine is sick. He it's points amazing. his driver like straight. In. He's like looking for the North Star before he swings. But he's like a he's like our hero, right? Because he just like started, he just started playing golf. He figured out how to do it his way, and he's really fucking good. You know how many people uh, in his life were probably like, "Dude, you gotta stop it with the golf." Like, you know how good those guys are. Your swing, there's no way. And he's just out here getting exemptions. He's uh, leading tournaments. I gotta watch him tonight. He he's playing tonight. He, is he? He won. Uh, he won at the end of last year, the Casio he's, World Open. He's leading to this tournament. But he has never played an event on 
the European Tour, PGA Tour, or Web.com Tour, or even the Challenge Tour. All of his, uh, almost all of his tournaments are Japan Tour. He's played a few on the Asian Tour. So his competition is not super elite level, but... Yeah, no, it's not. But I th- I'm all in on Ho-Sung Choi. He should... Also... Uh, I saw this tweet. I'm going to draw this little fun fact. Um, I follow on Twitter Claire Peterson, who's the tournament manager or director of the Junior Classic, mm-hmm. uh, gave Ho-Sung a shout-out on somebody's tweet who said we need to get uh, Ho-Sung in some more tournaments. He said, you can oh, count on us. I saw you retweeted so, that. So watch out for Ho-Sung in the QC coming this, uh, this summer. I'm going to be there cheering him on. He's my new favorite golfer in the world. Literally an hour ago, I was all out on Ho-Sung. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we were bashing him and, off the record. And I think, I think he should be full i think they should just give him full-time status like there's so many guys that just are wasted space out on the pga tour just take they should take away one monday qualifier spot every week from the people who you know grind and you know the hard workers and stuff (laughs) and they should give it to a sponsor exemption specifically to ho sung Choi every single week absolutely I i want him at augusta I want him at the U.S. Open. I want to see him in all the World Golf Championships. I want to see him just in every every tournament. <gasps> he is... So he's tied for 22nd in the Singapore Open, which okay. is like whatever. He's tied which with Sergio. Like- if, if Sergio were to stay tied with him, they might be paired. Oh my how, god! How pissed do you think Sergio is all day, having to watch this guy walk around no, dancing, think... <laughs> kicking his ass? <laughs> Sergio lips out. Ho Sung Choi dances a twenty footer to drop. <laughs> like get out of here! Sergio's gonna kill him. Like it's must must watch TV. Exactly. Like the fact that we're talking about this guy. The only th- if Ali Snyder Jans. The only thing they have to say about him is that he doesn't wear a hat. That's literally his only fact. That is true. They're like, oh, he doesn't wear a hat. And that's it. That's all they got. (laughs) It's like, whatever, bro. Oh, Sung Choi? got a great head of hair. Nice head of hair, yeah. All right. I think we got Ho Sung Choi. We can talk rule changes. I think there's only one. You may have got it in the name. Putting with the flag in. That's wild. The only rule change that matters. And I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, like, mainly because I'm not a great speed putter. And I think it'll be hilarious to watch a country club kid's face when I whap the pin to drop a putt that would have been off the green. (laughs) And he's, like, pulling the stick every time. He's not going to do it. It's going to be awesome. Like, we'll start talking shit to people when they don't pull the flag. <laughs> or when they do pull the flag, be like, oh, that's such an amateur move to pull the flag stick out. My just dream... everything. <laughs> My dream is that I, uh... I'm playing in a tournament, and someone blows it by the cup. And, like, it's like a long putt. It hops up, you know, when it hops up, and it doesn't yeah. go in. Like, they rammed it. And then I'm going to, I'm hopefully I'm right next to them. And I say, 
hey, can you put the stick in, please? And then I just wrap it off the pin for Birdie, and they're just pissed. Just because they didn't want to look stupid. Like, why would you not do it for the help? Right. It. I mean, there are situations when it makes sense. But mm-hmm. to me, in my personal experience, I think it makes the hole look smaller. That's yeah, why I don't so, like to put the flag in. Like, when I'm just going around playing, I always pull the flag out because it just makes the hole look too small. That would be my big thing is, like, if you start to not like the look because it doesn't give you confidence, not because you think you look weird. But if right. you don't have confidence looking at the stick in, you can't do it. But if you're just, like, worried you're going to look stupid, you're an idiot because you're giving up strokes. Right. I I think it could help on, like, longer putts, getting distance control and right and stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. So the way I, I think of it is... I just don't really see a benefit in the short putts. If, like... If I'm throwing something, I could easily throw something at a post. I couldn't easily throw something to a hole in the ground. Like, it's just more of a visual. Right. I mean, it's like but, like throwing bags or, or bowling yeah. or anything like that. Also, it's a, it's a big, it's huge news for anybody trying to get a quick nine in and they start to snap off. Because they don't have to waste the time pulling the pin. It's all legit. Right. So if you, go, if you go seven deep not pulling the stick out, no one can say a word to you. That's a really good point. There are some other good, good rules, though. Like, you, now that you can ground your club in, in hazards. That's cool because, that... like, it's like, dude, I'm in two feet of weeds. Grounding my club is not going to make this shot easier. Right. Right, there's not a lot of times where grounding your club gives you a huge advantage in in hazards. I like that you can't in the bunker still because people would be drawing the line that they need to hit. That's the hardest part of a bunker shot. Right. And so, because what you can, it's fine if you do it by accident, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's no longer a penalty. That's what yeah. they did with the rule change. Yeah. And then, do they have that? They, they Did they put in the out-of-bounds rule? So, okay. Have you seen that? They they call they calmed down on that. They were wild in last year. That was insane. I thought <laughs> yeah. that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It is. Now they've made it that clubs can put it in as a local rule. What that's going to be is a rule for your everyday weekender who hits one out and he's got three groups behind him. He doesn't right. have to hit another and those guys can still play within the rules. It's That's a great right. rule, but honestly... I don't need the USGA telling me I can do that. Like, you're a dickhead if you're not doing that anyways. Like, I know me and the right, boys. Right, But I... There's not a there time you always, and I... Yeah. It's like... My favorite one was uh, you'd hit one out of bounds, and then your buddy who you're playing with hits one out of bounds, and then you both, <laughs> just, you bo- you both just decide that those didn't count. So then you just re-teeth and hit one again. Now, I, in, think I think that's the best way to play out of bounds. I would love to see that in the match play on the PGA Tour. If they both do hit it out of bounds, it doesn't show that they both made double or whatever. They're just like, all right, just reset it. Like, just like we did. Yeah, just... Because it doesn't matter to anyone else. It's like... No. It really... But, uh... I, I thought um, also the the drop is whatever from your knee now instead of from your shoulder. I'm, I mean, it might be easier to control how high the bounce is and things like that but 
I don't think that's going to make a huge difference. Most of the most of the times you're dropping, you're either already not in a great spot, or you just came off a cart path where the grass is probably all a decent lie anyways. Right. It's like you're never dropping into a lie that you're like, I got to drop this well to give myself a good lie. Now, I know there's going to be PGA Tour players testing, dropping from the knee. Right. They make millions of dollars to do that, so like. Well, if you know the rules, though, there are dropping loopholes that I do love to exploit. Uh, like purposely dropping my ball as close to my tee as possible so that it rolls outside the parameter mm-hmm. of my tee, and then I can place it. That's one of my favorites. That's Personal a great favorite one. of mine. You just got to um, use them to your advantage. All right, we can move it on from there. We've, we've covered quite a bit. Uh, let me see where we're at. Ooh. Good time. We're at fifty minutes. We got fifty minutes. It's we got time for we got time for a little bit more. We got uh, they want to mic up the players, full time. Oh, and do like interviews, right? Mid round. Mid round interviews. I think that's really, really, really stupid. What are I mean? It's not going to be entertaining. No one's going to give you an answer that's worth listening to, other than yeah, I'm playing my round. I feel good, you know. I only if they interview the guy after he makes a quad coming off of nine. Like, oh, what do you think about making a nine on that par five? But also think about it in your experience. Like these guys are playing for a lot of money, mm-hmm. and when you're like when you're out on the golf course, and say you're shooting like a lot lower than you normally say you're like four or five under, oh. and you're just you're you're just grooving, right? I didn't and even so think then, about that. And then um, I'm talking about like you and me when you yeah that oh, you absolutely. And me and you're like yeah. and then you are when you start to fuck it up is either when you say yo I'm five under or somebody goes yo Nolds did you know that you're five under and Even, then you just start like so what if they come up to Phil today and go hey Phil you got a birdie one of the or both of the last two to shoot fifty nine how are you feeling. I think Phil would give an electric answer like, get the fuck out of my face, are you kidding me? Right, like, that that just seems... I mean, I know they probably wouldn't do it in that situation, but, like... I think they would. If If it becomes a normal thing, I think they end up doing it. Or do they keep it to, like, Thursday, Friday, which still is, like, guys are grinding to make the cut, and it's every... Those strokes count, too. Thursday and Friday counts. It's crazy. They're just trying to do shit they do on the Champions Tour. I know. They do terrible. that on the Champions Tour. I think it's done. Those guys are, it's different. It's a completely different I think game. you have to do that on the Champions Tour because it's just, I mean, it's an exhibition either way. Right. I know they're playing for money, but they don't care. We don't care. They're just right. having fun. Right. It's it's the nostalgia of it. Except for Bernhardt. He's, t- he's out for throats. <laughs> oh, my God. He he's trying to take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He's insane. That, that dude is a psycho. <laughs> yeah. He's so fit, too. Oh, he my just God. He's like a machine out there just kicking I, ass. His, his, he's a fucking cheater, though. You see what? him? You see him? You see his long putter he's got? There's oh, no okay. There's no way. There's no way he doesn't anchor that on his on his uh, chest. There's just no I mean, way. I think he's what? like uh, I, I wouldn't call him a cheater. But they also don't. Sorry, go ahead. Well, they kind of, they fucked that guy, bad. 
I mean, that's terrible what they did. They should have made it like in 10 years. Like in 2020, you can't do it anymore. Give those guys a ridiculous amount of time to get used to it. And then if like Adam Scott is like, oh, I don't know how to putt without anchoring. Dude, you had a decade. You had 10 years. No one's feeling sorry for you. But they only gave him one year. I mean, that's kind of crazy. And you know who really got fucked? Keegan Bradley. He also got fucked. That guy did... He came back, though, last year. Right, but he was just cruising. He was on Ryder Cup teams. He's winning WGCs. He's making every single putt he needs to. They take away his, his belly button putter and it just spiraled down the tank. You know what? The, bit, the real thing they didn't think about, it's because non-golfers are making choices over for the USGA and the PGA Tour, which I hate. <laughs> Like, non-golfers are somehow at the top. But if you... Do you know how not confident you would have to be in conventional putting to move all the way all the way to anchor? Like, it's oh, so different. I you would do. have to be terrible. It's actually... I had a belly putt, and I've putted with the long putters before. And it's actually... It's actually easy. It's easy? Like, it... it it makes a difference in your stroke, at least in the consistency of it. And it's really not that di- like doing the full stick in your chest really isn't all you're doing is not using your left hand to putt with it. I mean, it's the exact same stroke with your right side, like with your right arm. It's the exact same stroke as a putting stroke. You're just anchoring it to your chest so it swings on the same pendulum the entire every time. So but your stroke, your stroke is essentially exactly the same. You just like if you use a claw grip. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, but would you say that if you're a moderate putter, moderate to good putter conventionally, would that person ever switch to long putting or anchor putting? Well, I mean, it doesn't matter now because it's yeah, illegal. It's... But, but I mean, uh, there could be some benefit. Like, I mean, everybody's I mean, moving to the Kucher arm lock. I think Kucher's arm lock is smart. I've tried it before too, and it it just. At least for me, is not comfortable, but uh, that d- it does make a lot of sense too, because it's kind of the same thing. You're that as getting this as much as you can keep this the exact same every time, and yeah. in putting, that's v- be- very beneficial. See, what I don't like is that they allow that, and it's accomplishing the same thing anchor putting is. It's either all gone or none of it's gone. And yeah, but I don't think that like the real advantage for like the the belly putters and stuff is that you don't have to use like your wrists are really taken out of also i guess so that's true not, so you're not like it's a lot harder to yip a belly putter well, don't even a, say yips this, oh so i forget oh bleep that out you'll have to bleep that out i suffer with the yips <laughs> a chronic yips haver never with oh, the wedges no. so thank god because those can get ugly have you ever had the chipping yips? No, never with the wedges. Me either, but I, me either, but it looks fucking terrible. <laughs> I there was a kid who got it this preseason in our tryouts. Oh no, I feel <laughs> bad for him. If he's mul- listening. Multiple double hits. Tanner Barnes, what's up, dude? I hope you're over those chipping yips. Those but, were hey, tough. Good thing. Good thing. In 2019, his double hits wouldn't be penalties anymore. Did you see the video of the guy using that to his advantage? He was behind well, a tree. 
So he just hits it up and hits it. I'm going to do that. Like, if I could do that, that's there's the best punch be, out of all time. There's got to be a doing it on purpose clause, right? Because, like, I'm like, like, it's, it's West, accidental. Yeah. Wes Bryan's going to be out there on tour doing trick shots, <laughs> but saying, oh, it was an accident. I just hit it up in there and hit it out of the air. I forgot. That guy could get out of a lot of trouble <laughs> <laughs> under the does new rules. The, does he have the, the, 2019 new rules best escape game in the PGA Tour now? Yeah, we'll stamp it right on his Taco Bell belt. <laughs> shout out Wes Bryan. Oh, also More like shout out Taco Bell. Have I ever told you the story about how I uh, caddied for a player in the John Deere Classic Monday qualifier and made him not make the Monday qualifier? <laughs> I totally I totally <laughs> Like 110% cost this guy at least a shot at playing. Oh, in a, God. In I hope our classic. listeners make it this far because this is gold. This is awesome. We, we, you, should cut, you should cut this part and paste it to the front. I will. It, Absolutely. It's got, we've been getting a lot better as we've been going on. So um, I don't know if you've, if you've ever played Pinnacle Country Club, but it's in Milan. And uh, that's where they always host the jo- the John Deere Classic Monday qualifier. So I had, I was uh, a junior member out there that year. And so I was always out there just hitting balls and practicing and stuff. And I played in the Thursday qualifier, did shitty. So I obviously didn't make it to the Monday qualifier, but I was just out there hanging out. Uh, this guy, David Mathis, who's won twice on the web. I believe and played in some PGA tour events, but he's, I think he's in his forties, like 42, 43 or something like that. So he just is out there while I'm out there chipping or, and practicing and stuff. And we're talking about the course. He's asking me, you know, if I played it and things like that. And he goes, well, you know, for this kind of thing, my full-time caddy doesn't, he'll just fly in. If I make it out of the Monday qualifier, you want a loop for me, I'll slide you like a hundred bucks or whatever. And I was like, hell yeah let's do it <laughs> so we get to so we get to seven uh 17 which we, we had played the back nine first so this was our eighth hole and uh it's a it's a dog leg to the right um and there's like some big trees that you would have to carry but so this is where the problem happened is when he played the practice round he played the black tees which is the way back tee and so it's up the side of a hill and it plays a lot longer than from the forward team and for but the hill is too dangerous for people to be walking up and down like they don't want somebody to get hurt so they play the white tee which is the the second tee from the very front so it plays like 310 yards maybe 305 to the front of the green yep and so he's like we get to the tee box and he goes when I played my practice round, I played it from the black tee, which is the way back tee, and I hit a driver, and I was like, I was like, all right, yeah, you can hit driver probably on this line over this tree, and that'll put you in the middle of the fairway, you know, 40, 50 yards out, right? Mm-hmm. And and I had watched him play golf for eight holes. That's all I'd seen. I knew he did not hit the ball far. He yeah. did not carry it far. Like he would hit, you know, eight iron, one fifty five. He'd hit his three wood like 240 probably, or okay. the two that I really remember. So 
to just give you some reference. So he probably carried his driver 255, 260, 260 maybe. 260 max, yeah. And so I, I just was so confident in telling him that he could carry it over this tree. And he gets up, and he literally, right when the ball takes off, I thought to myself, Jesus Christ, he hit it directly into the fucking tree. Like, I am an idiot. And it clanks around in the trees, ends up making a bogey on the hole, and shooting 69 on the day. It needed 67 to get into the playoff. And it's a 300. It's not more than 330. Like, that's a birdie hole. He was literally just wedging all fucking day. So, to be fair, was was, was he a real good position player? Or was he, like, a great putter or something? Like, did you tell him to hit driver and he could have just, like, whapped his hybrid or three wood perfectly down the middle of the fairway yeah <laughs> your face no, no. your face right now <laughs> yeah he could have hit like I, I i think about it every time i get to that tee and i go he could hit his 243 wood and had instant and not been in any sort of trouble but i the the thing it like he just was and I mean he's not like an elite level professional in terms of some of the other players yeah, that are absolutely. out there but but like he just hit it so damn good all mm-hmm. I mean everything was a tight draw he he made I think one bogey did he hit two. did he hit that drive hard did he smoke it I don't think he could have hit it over the tree if, if even if he did smoke it he didn't hit it high enough that's tough though because you hit it far. And, and you hit and a, you have a high ball flight, so that's tough. His, yeah, his ball flight is like the complete opposite of mine. Well, because like and there's, just, there's always times where you get out there, and you're like imagining the line that someone should hit. You're telling them how to play the course, you know, and you're like, oh fuck, dude, you don't hit it anywhere close to the lines that I hit. But that that's the other thing is, I, even brought him in from the line that I thought he could hit it on. Or that I that I would normally hit it on. Like I took him inside of, the, and it still wasn't enough. Sounds like some SDE. That's what this guy's suffering from. Some small dick energy, bro. Get it over the tree. You have to do it. I mean, he's like forty-five, and. Oof. But the, this will just give you a point of reference in his golf game. There's hole three has like this narrow mound that runs across the center of the fairway. So like from one side of the ferry to the other. And it's probably about 10 yards wide on top. It's just kind of like a big mountain yeah. on the fairway. And he goes, I hit it on top of the mountain with my three wood in the practice round, but it's a little into the wind today. So I'm going to hit driver and literally was in the dead center of the mountain on the middle of the fairway, which is like the only flat part of that fairway. Yeah. That's how good he was playing. Damn. I mean, he did three putt. He did have like a 30 foot putt that he only hit 15 feet and ended up three putting. I mean, hey, but, bro, early. But we shot 33 on the front, 36 on the We could have done a little better on the but I cost Hurley, a, I cost this man a spot in the PGA Tour. Hurley has cost me a countless number of strokes over the years, so you're not alone. We can form a little uh, trauma <laughs> group if you'd like. Yeah, We can talk about it. The guy is a cancer to have on the back. I mean, his ideas, his thought process, it's the only thing that holds himself back. 
<laughs> he hits the shit out of the ball. He's a great ball striker, great putter. He's just genuinely an idiot. He didn't mean to cost you the stroke. Hurley's no. <laughs> a ret- The guy's a retard, man. I'm sorry. Like, just kidding. Sorry about that R word. Hurley's really not smart. That's what I'm trying to say. Spread the word to end the word. <laughs> that's right. All right, we got that's. It's pretty much it. Um, covered everybody. Yeah, I think that, do, that about wraps it up. Yeah, we can we can close it with the big dick play of last year. We've got that segment to go over. Yep, I have my nominee for big dick play of 2018 PGA Tour season, and it is the the biggest dick swinger in my personal opinion. <laughs> I know that there is another one who I it's weird that they're best friends, but so strange. This it's very strrange. Whoa, they snuck their way on as tandem. They are podcast. They're both on this Holy list. Yes, shit. But so my first my big uh big dick play of last year is Brooks Kepka at the PJ Championship and literally not giving a single shit that every single person on the face of the planet who was paying any sort of attention to that golf tournament wanted Tiger Woods to win and he shot 64 on on Sunday and Brooks Kepka did not give a single fuck and hit every single shot that he needed to and just coast his way to another major this year that is the biggest dick swing I think I've seen on the PGA Tour since Tiger won the US Open without a leg I think that's all I have to say about that. That that covered it. Um, for mine, like we said, is best friend. <laughs> those two, I mean, if you're a guy in a bar and those two walk in, do you just call it a night? <laughs> Pro- yeah, probably. Yeah, you, you pack You go home. Shit. Yep. You, uh, you bird box any women that you brought to the bar. You toss the blindfold on him and try and get him out of there or else you're done for. But I got DJ not losing Paulina Gretzky who most people think she is the hottest woman on the planet. I don't. Hurley doesn't. I don't. But most people do and he stared right in the face of having a very public breakup where he looked like the biggest loser of all time. And he just didn't lose her. He's got the coke. He doesn't care. Does the coke. Comes back from it. Fall, falls down the steps at the Masters. He's back. Um, Yeah, DJ. Most guys can't even keep, like, a genuine girl. Like, just any girl if they cheat on them. And DJ might have cheated on Polina Gretzky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Hurley just typed conspiracies, and it was the worst spelling I've ever witnessed. I'm telling you, this guy, he didn't finish college. I'm, that's a tough dig at Hurley. Technically. <laughs> I had to throw I, it out. I'm I have so, a degree. It's all love because we're bros, so anybody's like, whoa, Nick's a real douchebag. No, I'm not. He is a real douchebag. <laughs> no. No, we're we're lifelong right. best friends. Th- thank you guys for coming to the first and last uh, <laughs> podcast of putting putting with the flag in. He I'll can't read putting. Yeah, and I think I think that about sums it up. <laughs> yeah, so everybody remember to subscribe. This will be on it's Apple Podcast, 
Spotify. That's about it. And yeah, so we're going to go ahead and lead you out with some tunes in case you just can't hit that pause button. We'll see. We'll see you next time. Adios. <laughs> what is that? What are you doing? Hey, is Andy Blackburn? Uh... Yo, he. Where'd my? Oh, my phone's been. <laughs> my phone's right here. I'm fucking looking at it. He hasn't texted me back. So. Hey, just a quick segment for the pod. If you made it this long, I didn't know what you're doing. But, it's like uh... the. Uh, it's like the the when you wait on Dance with the Devil. <laughs> yeah, you know that yeah, song, absolutely. My immortal technique. We're not gonna talk on, about. We're not gonna talk about that song. In, <laughs> you in wait on dance with the devil, and he goes, "You thought this motherfucker was finished." Yeah, don't. Yep. So that's what this is gonna be like. <laughs> um, Andy Blackburn, our good friend Andy Blackburn from Sterling, Illinois. He might be tied sixth as an amateur in the Desert <laughs> Classic. Someone named Andy Blackburn is tied in sixth. The pro-am. No, it's just in the, the pro-am. pro-am. Yeah, he's not tied Dude. sixth in the full tournament. But but there's a chance he's just running a, a pro-am heater right now. So we'll get back to you in episode two if that was him or not. All right, that's really it. Bye. <laughs>